Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. I want to thank you for having cool. me on your show. It was so awesome to cool. be here with you and all your listeners. Cool. I think you screw it. Screw it. Cool. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that came out. Oh, all kinds of freaky. That's not what cool. I meant. <laughs> cool. Cool. You know, we need more shows like this because people need as much relationship help out here as they can get. show tonight. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And tonight we are discussing older people dating younger people, multiple valedictorians, side chick lawsuits, and same-sex marriage. Man, it's going to be a busy show. But before I get started, for all of you new listeners out there, let me do a little show maintenance and explain how this thing works. This show is a platform for you. The callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers. All of you have the opportunity to voice, chat, or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Now, unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, politics, and more. Now, this show is very informal by design because my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics can be relevant, excuse me, the topics can be random, but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. The call-in number to step on your soapbox is 347-202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, hit one on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking because background noise can pick up easily over cell phones and headsets. Now, another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at talk to q There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Just search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets tonight on Twitter. Now, if you want to learn more about me, and let's face it, why wouldn't you, the show or the show legends, then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. And if you can't listen to the entire show live, 
then you can find T2Q on iTunes or Stitcher Radio and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. T2Q radio show number 492 starts right after a word from my official sponsor, Liquid Life Diet Drops. Congratulations on your decision to achieve a healthier lifestyle and seek optimum health. It's a noble and wise goal that will help you live a longer and healthier life. Liquid Life Diet Drops are made from high quality and completely natural ingredients that work along with your body's natural processes to help you feel better. Our product is non-homeopathic and in liquid form. It contains no hormones and is 100% safe. It has a very pleasant taste and is sweetened with stevia. Liquid Life Diet Drops has a variety of health benefits. Not only do they make you feel great, they also support maintaining weight and weight loss if you need to lose a few pounds. Please contact us at www.liquidlifedrops.us if you have any questions. We are here for you and your success. Thanks to Liquid Life Diet Drops for being the official sponsor of the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. All right, we'll go ahead and get into the topic, the main topic, 347-202-0215 is the number on the Talk to Q radio show if you want to listen or join in. Um, May-November relationships. Uh, to explain what that's all about, because not everyone understands the terminology of the term, um, it basically indicates that one person is in their prom and another person may be a little out of their prom, so to speak. The May indicates that, just like on a calendar, May is, you know, a time for spring. You're really starting to blossom as you go into the summer part of your life. So everything's kind of like all in front of you. November, you're approaching winter. You're approaching the end of the calendar. It represents older people. So that's where the term May-November relationships uh, came from. Uh, you may hear some people refer to it as May-December, and, you know, I guess there are different ranges, however you want to use it. But essentially, um, you have situations where a person may date someone who is 15, 20 years their senior, you know, or more. And for whatever reason, it works for them. Now, a lot of people assume that it's something that's agenda-related. Uh, I mean, it almost never fails that if a younger woman dates an older man, um, it's for his money, waiting on him to die and get his money. And if a younger guy dates an older woman, and a lot of people assume it's for the sex or the security because she buys him everything. So, I mean, everyone thinks some things are just agenda-driven, but sometimes people just find love and they just happen to be from two different generations. So that's what we'll get into tonight, but let me go to the phones and welcome on one of my show legends who have dialed in as I travel to the 850 area code, the Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida, and welcome on the Buckster. Buck, what's going on, bro? What up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening, sir? Doing well. What's going on in your world? Not much, just straightening up the crib, making sure everything looks good and tidy for your your visit tomorrow, since you know you'll be rolling down this way. I shall be rolling to the Pensacola area and getting my beach on for sure. Staying out the water though, I'm allergic to hammerheads. But... Oh, please! <laughs> Shoot, I'm just telling you, man. Yeah, I got hammerheads within hey, twenty feet of the shoreline. I can't fool with that. Yeah. Hey. 
you got to give them the water sometimes, Holmes. So, yeah. I mean, it's good. The bathtub. Yeah, there are a few hammerhearts. There's hammer, hey, there's hammerheads down here. There's bull sharks down here. There's a makos down here. There's an occasional great white down here. But, you know, you got to get in the water. Fewer people die from shark attacks than hippopotamus attacks. So just throw that out there. A little uh, real life for you. Okay. Yeah, I don't have any hippos in my area, so I'm good. All right, man. <laughs> Let's jump into this topic. Um, and talk about why maybe someone would date um, someone who's much older or much younger than them. So let me let me just throw that out there at you. First question: uh, Why would someone choose to date someone who may be as much as fifteen years or more older than them, or maybe even fifteen or more years younger? Well, I, I can speak from experience because I date somebody now that's older than I am. I've I've always dated somebody older than me. Mainly for the maturity factor, um, really didn't have anything to do with, you know, from a sexual aspect. That's just a bonus. But um, really the, um, you know, the maturity factor, I've always gotten along better with older women than I did women my age or younger. I just think younger ones, I can't deal with at all. Um, they just, uh, they're not on my same intelligence level, so to speak. I just, I mean, tell them something, you want them to do something, you're trying to be romantic with them, and they don't know what that means. And I'm not sure why that's always happened for me that way. But older women always, the older women to me have always, they've all, not only have I been attracted to them, but they've been attracted to me too. Maybe because, you know, of my maturity. Because, I mean, I just, I like intelligent conversation. And, you know, when you when you have intelligent conversation, you tend, things tend to click better when you're talking to somebody that's intelligent. You know, there's no, you know, there's less games and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, when I can sit down and have a, a, an intelligent conversation with a lady, and we seem like we're on the same path, things just seem like they work better. Now, I don't want them 25 or 30 years older than I am, you know, but you know, I kind of like that five to 15 range. When it comes to, I'm 44, so mm-hmm. I wouldn't, you know, I'm, I'm with somebody now. But if I was not, 55 would not be out of my age range, if that makes sense to you. Okay, okay. And, yes, yeah, some people do enjoy that. What's the youngest you've ever dated as far as how much younger than you? Two years. Really? That's as young as you've ever dated? Yeah. As young as I've ever dated. Okay, okay. Now, me personally, the oldest I've ever dated, I was 24. She was 38. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you really call it dating. I know I'm kind of like putting my business out there like that, but uh, yeah, we did have a relationship. How about that? And yeah. the youngest was I was 42 and she was 32. So yeah. I've been on both sides of the spectrum. And... Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, sometimes it depends on where you are in life as well. If you're 30 years old dating a 21-year-old, that's going to be a little different mm-hmm. than being, you know, 50 years old and dating a 41-year-old, even though it's the same age difference. It kind of depends on where you are yeah. in life. So would you say that um, that's been the same experience for you, that when you were younger, women who may have been older than you still weren't as mature as you may have preferred because they may have, you know, you may have been like 21 and they may have been, 
29 or 30? Well, rarely ever happened, to be honest with you. Um, uh-huh. In my experience, I've always, you know, when I was dating somebody older, I never had the, the maturity issue was never an issue for either one of us. Um, I guess that's just the, you know, just the way I was, you know, the way I, the way I am and the way they were. I never really had that issue. But the young ones, even if, even if I had a young lady that was 10 or 15 years younger than I was come up to me and ask me to dance, I didn't feel comfortable dancing with them or even talking to them or them asking me Why for not? a drink or me offering them a drink. Just didn't feel right for whatever reason. And the, the way I, I look at it like this, and I know I'm, I'm probably one of the rare breeds, but I'm not one of these guys that's, you know, at 44, if I was single, looking for somebody 24. You know, my thing is this. The older you get, your age range of women should change. Now, I know that's, that's, you know a lot of people probably are freaking out because I say that. But if you're 44, you shouldn't be dating anybody at 24. I don't care what the situation is. That's just, you know, if you're 44, your age range should stop at about 32 years of age. Maybe even maybe for me it would be 35. I just, I mm-hmm. just don't, you know, you could, if you get older, an age range, you know, you, you need to really kind of be careful, especially in today's time. You get you got a whole lot of different things and elements to think about. First, you got to think about whether these jokers are actual chicks. I mean, if you can change Bruce Jenner to a damn chick, you can change anybody. <laughs> so you got to be you got to look at birth certificates to make sure you're dating a chick. First of all, second of all, with the makeup and things of that nature, you could you, the girl may have a fake ID and say she's 24, and she could be 16. And then you're looking at sexual relationships like that. So, I mean, these are things that I know it sounds funny. It could be a little bit on the comical side, since I mentioned Bruce Jenner, but uh, whatever her name is or it name is or whatever. But but the thing, Caitlin, Kathleen, whatever, Brianna, Bryce, Bryce, whatever. But anyway, the thing is, is that the older you get, you really should think about that because, first of all, if you're single and getting back out in the game, it's really kind of dangerous now because you really don't know what you're getting into. And second, secondly, you do need to kind of raise that, that age level up some because if you don't raise that, you know, but if you want kids, I don't want nobody 24 popping out kids. And you may not stop making them. I'm 44, so the last thing I want is a, a house full of kids. Stop me. I've already raised three. And the last one, you know, he's he coming on the party. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to take on that responsibility anymore. But – I do love kids, by the way, but I just don't want to take that on. But these are things you need to think about. And when you have that age range, if you're you're my age, you don't need to be getting way down in that 24, you know, that, that middle 20s or early 20s range. You need to kind of stay, you know, if you want to go 10 years younger, then go around 35, you know, and you'll be fine with that. That way you're, you're out of the, the maybe stage and be in a stage where you know you're pretty comfortable. I kind of understand where you're coming from, and I would have agreed with you a year ago because uh, I said yeah. I never wanted to date anyone more than five years younger than me. But um, mm-hmm. the person I dated last year kind of changed my tune because even at 32, she was she was probably one of the most prepared as far as life is concerned uh, that I've dated, you know, since my my wife passed away in 2012. 
because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, she already had her master's degree. She already had paid her car off, and she didn't have any kids. And, I mean, so she was, like, financially secure. She has a great job, and, you know, she had a lot of things going for her, and she was pretty mature as far as everyday life, handling business and things of that nature. Um so I mean we we hit it off a lot better than I expected. So I think I did did kind of underestimate um someone who even though they're younger, they may be mature enough to you know pique my interest so to speak. And I actually at one point had an interest in someone who was a couple of years younger than her, just bad timing on that. So um I did kind of change my mindset. Preferably, I like to have someone within five years of my age range, but I'm willing to stretch it a little bit if they, um, you know, just have it going on in all shape, form, and fashion. But you know, there's a, there's exceptions to every rule, and I guess that was that exception. Um, I have not been fortunate enough to um, find somebody that was that that age range there that you know appealed to me. I'm not looking, <laughs> so. You know, my thing is is that for me and what has always worked for me and I've had long relationships with or with women that were 5, 10, 15 years older than I am, sometimes even 20. I mean, it just it always worked for me best if I had a woman that was older um, because we were just on that same wavelength and it mm-hmm. just worked out. Now, you know, the, the, also the good thing fortunate for me is with them being older, they didn't look their age either. So evidently, I was, I did a good job as far as that goes too. So, you know, they kind of you know they match up. They look like they were you know around my age. So that's really cool, especially the one that I have now. So, I guess I'm pretty blessed in that that regard. But you have to know your limitations. You have to know what you're looking for. And a lot of people, I think, they go into relationships more on lust than than love, and they're not really prepared. You know, they they got alcohol talking or weed talking or whatever their vice may be talking. And, you know, at the end of the day, they get with somebody and then they're just not, they're not compatible for whatever reason. So when you go into any relationship, if you're going out, age difference, whatever, you got to know what you, you, you have standards. You have to have standards. And if you don't have standards, then you're going to end up on the short end of the stick every time regardless of who you pick. Yeah, no doubt on that. So on uh, Facebook, my man Rod chimed in and he said, "I don't think ten plus ten plus or minus years matters as much once you hit the upper thirties and forties, and that's true in a lot of cases. Most most of the time, when you reach that age, it doesn't matter." Let me go to the two four eight area code to the outskirts of the Motor City of Detroit, Michigan, and welcome on the author, the show hostess, the legend, Crystal Hickerson. What's going on? Hey Q, how are you? Hey Buck. Hey Crystal, how are you doing tonight? Doing well. Pretty good. And Crystal, what's the I guess how much more older or and younger have you dated someone? What's the oldest you've dated and the youngest you as far as the age difference, you don't have to give the actual age. Okay. Um as as far as age difference, older I don't usually go older. Um Usually maybe two years, okay. Depending on the guy, um, maybe three or maybe maybe five, but not too much older. Um, as far as uh, younger, I usually the youngest I've ever gone is 
think he was like eight years younger than me. Um, okay. But I've um, but I'll go to ten, and that's just you know the outskirts. <laughs> but um, but yeah, usually I date younger, and it's not really necessarily because I choose that. It's usually the guys that approach me are just tend to be younger than me for whatever reason. So okay, whatever. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Nope. And so let me ask you, you know, the stereotype as far as young women when young women dating older men is that it's for money. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's a majority of them or do you think some just enjoy the wisdom and experience of an older man and the maturity? I think for women, um they tend to date older um traditionally anyway. Um mm-hmm. At first, it was because of the, um, you know, the marriages were basically planned or you were kind of put with someone by the time you're 16 or 17 or whatever, and a lot of times that person was already established, so they were at least in their mid to late 20s already because they've, you know, gotten out of school and stuff like that or started their business because that was the focus for their families, to find someone who's already got something going on for themselves. And... um so they wanted them girls like out and married by the time they were in their early twenties, you know. <laughs> so, um, but I, so I think naturally women tend to look older because they look for someone who can provide security. Um, and some security does mean money, but it's not always just money. It's not just money. It's it's position. It's it's um someone who is stable, um, right. emotionally. And they, you know, they're not a little boy, you know, and they're not, like, still sowing their wild oats or whatever, um, Mm -hmm. partying and having a good time. So you want someone who um, is looking for marriage and solidarity and all that kind of stuff. So that means usually someone older. So I think it's natural for women to speak older. I think so, too. And you know what? I don't think it's always a money thing like some people play it out to be. Um I mean that's just a stereotype. I find that younger younger women are fascinated by a lot of things that older guys do that younger women do that younger guys do not do. Um like for example as far as chivalry goes, I have seen how chivalry how people react to chivalry when they get it. And there are some mm-hmm. people who just don't get it and it's sad. <laughs> it's absolutely sad. But there are some women in their in their early twenties who just don't understand how chivalry works, and when it occurs, it's almost like they're confused. You know, it's almost like That's why did they you don't, do? They're not used to it. Yeah, it's yeah, like why did you do something for me without wanting something in return? What, what's the, what's the trick? You know, what's your end game? <laughs> so, right. I mean, I do think that they are, they are fascinated by older men. I think it is the stability that you mentioned. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, the finances doesn't hurt, but because uh, older men are generally are supposed to be, you know, more financially secure and, you know, working and kind of have a career more so than a job and things of that nature. And then the places they take you, it's just a different vibe than what you get from someone who's your age and basically can only take you to do the things that you already know how to do with your friends. So I, I do think that it's a little right. different. But, but, Buck, can some younger women 
who date older men, can it be like an attempt to replace maybe an absentee father or something that they didn't have in their life? Depending on the situation, yes. I mean, I've seen that. Um, thank goodness that hadn't happened to me, but um, I've seen that. But, I mean, it depends on what your situation is. You can pretty much find that out by talking to the person when you first go out with them on a date. You know, if they're mentioning certain certain things about kids and, you know, now you know I'm a package deal and, um, you know, if I ask you to do this, would you do this for my kids? You know, you pretty much know where that's leading when you're well, in no, your I didn't first mean date. I, I didn't mean it in that sense. I didn't mean, like, looking for a father for their kids. I mean, looking to replace their yeah. own father that, that may not have been in their life oh, when they okay. were kids. Yeah, I could see that, um, depending on what the situation was. Yeah, I could see that, too, because um, depending on when passed away or whatever, whatever the case may be, yeah, I could see that. I mean, if the, if the girl was real close to the father and she wants somebody that was, you know, kind of like him because she kind of looked up to him or something like that, I could see that. Okay, well, Crystal, what do you think about it for guys? Do you think that some young men date older women because they're looking for a caretaker or another mom? Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I I don't think all of them do. Mm-hmm. I don't think all of them look for, for um, older women because of that, but um, psychologically uh, that could be the situation. Um, especially if the woman, you know, if the woman is older and she acts older, I mean, it's obvious she's older. You know what I mean? Um, you mean like golden the, girls older? Or? No, I mean, she is like very mature. She's acting whatever age she's in. Uh-huh. Um, because when you think of quote-unquote cougars, which is a term I do not like, but um, Ooh, why not? just for lack, yeah, I just don't like it. It's a, it's a it's derogatory. But um, it is a very... It's a very derogatory. <laughs> but anyway, so, so to give you an image, I guess, of um, a woman who dates younger on purpose, those women don't tend to look like your mother or act like your mom or put right. you in the mindset of looking at her and going, wow, she looks like my mom or whatever, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. So that that kind of counts that out, you know, a woman who, because she seems when you're around her, when she's with you or whatever, you you're kind of equal in their age, you know what I mean, in their in your thinking process. However, if you're dating a woman who is very mature, um, acting, and um, who kind of puts you in the mind of your mom, I guess, or, you know, not, you know. Mm. I, I think there's a difference there. Then you are looking for someone. In other words, if you're looking for someone who um, takes care of the home, um, who... Ha- already has a house and a home and all these things, um, and you're looking to kind of be a part of that life, you know, that she's already established, then, yeah, you're looking for security, you're looking for a mother, you're looking for someone to take care of you. But I think with men, I think most men are looking to be taken care of, to be nurtured. Women are natural nurturers, mm-hmm. so they do naturally look for someone to take care of them in, in the ways that they need, such as they want a woman who can cook so they can come home like they've been used to 
You know, right. like a mom's meals as they grew up. They want to smell dinner when they walk in the house and stuff like that. And the same thing with women in the opposite direction. They want a man who can you know, bring home the bacon, take, you know, secure the household, with that kind of stuff. So uh, we look for those kind of things. But psychologically, if you've never had that, that could be a a reason why you would choose someone who is more mature, why you can't really relate or don't want to relate to women your age, your, your teens or your, you know, girls who are your age or younger. Um, same thing for women who like a man who is much older and then you know, someone who's out of your generation, you know. Because right. um, I think actually five to ten years may not necessarily put you out of your generation. But, I agree. Um, you know, but someone who is 15 to 20 years older or younger is out of your generation. In other words, if you could have birthed this person, <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, yeah. Then, then, you know, then they're out of your generation. Even though, the, yes, we know that there are some 10-year-olds <laughs> that have had children, but um, that's horrible. But we're not talking yeah. about that. We're talking natural births, you know. Yeah. In other words, someone who is age. at least... Right, yeah. 16 to 17 20 years. 20, 20 yeah. is usually mm-hmm. the, the year, the 20 yeah, years yeah. difference. That's out of your generation. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. Then you are, you yeah. could be very well looking for that father figure or mother figure without even realizing it. Not that there's anything mm-hmm. really wrong with that, but it's the truth. I think it's, like you mentioned, the cooking, um, and it reminds me of a former coworker of mine from back in the day. He was about 24. She was about 44, maybe, somewhere in her early 40s. Mm -hmm. And he said that he finally hooked up with her, and he just gave the performance of his life, right? He just did everything. He said the woman wore him out. The next morning, he woke up, and he just, he told me, he said, man, two words, better milk biscuits. He said she she whipped up some biscuits from (laughs) scratch. And before he knew it, he mm. was in love with her. But it was funny. Um, it was almost like a sitcom. He used to tell us every week about, you know, what they did over the weekend and stuff. <laughs> and he said that she went mm-hmm. out of town, and when she came back, she bought him a T-shirt. And it was a T-shirt from wherever she went, you know, like Texas or something. Mm-hmm. And he said while she was in the next room, he happened to notice another shirt that was the same as his, but it was a different size. And he was like... Wait a minute, did she buy another dude a shirt? But he ultimately found out that she had like three different guys that she was kicking it with and you know, they were just broke. Oh, I thought away. she bought it for her son. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> she bought it she for didn't her have son. any kids. Broke his heart. Broke his heart. Oh. But he well, was, he, was okay. he was hooked because she did all the things I guess that kind of put him in the mind of maybe a mother figure, you know, the way she took care of him and everything, but she was just taking care of all the guys. They were taking care of her. So, anyway, take a quick break and uh, listen to one of my sponsors, Mall for All. Uh, Well, actually, I'm sorry, matter of fact, but let's go to lucifer.com and come back to Mall for All. From AWFE Entertainment and Lucifer comes Lucifer Wear. Stay cool this summer with an official Lucifer Wear t-shirt. Many styles to choose from. Low prices, high quality. If it isn't branded official Lucifer Wear, then it isn't an official brand. 
Available exclusively on Lucifer.com. All right. My thanks to Lucifer.com. And 347-202-0215 is the number on the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. Talking about May-November relationships and, um, you know, just overall how we interact as from different generations. You know, can we have a successful relationship or is it driven by an agenda? And so... One thing I want to throw out there, there though, and this is a tip, that uh, some younger women prefer older men because older men are generally more appreciative of the fact that the younger woman is into them, and it makes them less likely to cheat. So that's something else to keep in mind, too. All right. Uh, Buck, as far as, you know, the, the, this goes, do you think that some older people who date younger people come off as creepy to a select few or to even to a majority? Do you think that some people just think that it's just creepy to date someone that's older than you? Yeah, probably. I mean, you know, because you can pretty much tell when you walk into a place and, you know, you what kind of stares you get. Uh, I know sometimes you get, you know, you see, you, you, you know, you kind of, people, people watch at least, you know. So you see a couple kind of looks out of out of line. You know, you can see one that, you know, an older person with them, and they're considerably younger. And um, it, it, it kind of makes you do that double take, not because they, they look good together, but, but they just don't look good together um, for whatever reason. Um, so I could see where somebody could think that would be a little bit creepy because they're more traditional, more, you know, close to the age range or maybe within one to two years on either side of the age that they are or something like that where, you know, it's not, you know, immediately noticeable. Um, but those are things that you got to take in consideration when you, you know, get in, you know, get involved with somebody anyway. You know, I kind of do one of those deep analysis type things where, you know, I kind of look five years down the road with that particular person, even on the first date. So, I don't know. That's just something that I've always done. But, you know, you kind of... That makes you, you know, creepy. Check out... The... No, I'm, I'm not creepy. Go ahead. <laughs> of course, you're not creepy. <laughs> not creepy. Go ahead. I'm only creepy. I'm only creepy on Halloween. But anyway, um, <laughs> like being Michael Myers. But anyway, you know, the thing is, is that, I mean, everybody got their own style. And I can see where that could be creepy to people that are more traditional, where they like to be around their, you know, around their age and things of that nature. But everybody makes their own choices. I mean, we, we, we realize that and understand that. So I could see, but in the same sentence, I could see where, you know, some people may think that's a, just a little bit creepy. Crystal, what do you think? Is it is it creepy to to some people, you know, just the thought of dating someone who's older? I mean, let's say 15, 20 years. It's always been creepy to me. and um, But that's because I've had a bad experience. When I was much oh. younger, so okay. for myself, um, it, it's, it's it became first it became like a um, unwritten kind of rule that I didn't even realize after the fact, and um, when I actually started dating on a real level, so and then as I got older and I started understanding things better, and of course analyzing myself, I realized that was why, you know, 
So I, I, that's probably why I, I say I don't know why I date younger guys. That's probably why, you know, <laughs> a mm. reason within itself. My attraction level goes down the older they get. Um, and it's always been that way. So, and I, I've always, and I've always hated like guys who, um, if a guy says anything like, yeah, I've been through that before. Yeah, yeah, I did that. You know, and I knew they were older. Um, so they literally probably have done that before and I didn't, haven't done it yet right. you know, or whatever. Um, that pissed me off. And so I was immediately unattractive. So, so yeah. But yeah, I know there are people, I remember, do you remember that term that people used to say, you can't, don't date older guys because they give you worms? Remember that? I think I do remember hearing that. Yeah, I think I remember yeah. that too. Yeah, they used uh, to tell, well, I know I remember it because they used to tell girls that all the time. I used to hear that all the time. <laughs> so it was such well, a weird thing. And I didn't get it. And I still don't really get where that comes from. Or yeah, I don't either. But anyway. But it'll scare that's you. That's a disgusting image. Yeah, that really scares you. I don't know. I should look that up and figure out why that term even exists. But anyway, um, those types of things are maybe it's just trying to scare girls from sleeping with anybody, really, probably. But, um, yeah, there, I know people who are, of course, turned off by older guys. And plus, you know, you think of the older guy, you know, you think of – you're thinking not just older, like 10 years or whatever. You're thinking the old guy with the gray hair, you know, that creepy uncle, um, you know, you, you know, the old guy <laughs> in the Trump. polyester suit <laughs> or whatever in the club, you know, with his I mean, fake yeah. temp stuff on. And the snappers ain't got no money. Yeah. <laughs> right. So you're thinking of that kind of guy because you think of Predator and you think um, of per- someone or even if it's not like a criminal Predator, but just somebody who's out to get you because you're young. You know, it's just, ew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's I the feel you on that one. I mean, But we're talking like 70s or 80s. You know, you're talking an old, you know, the typical old person. So, Yeah. So it, okay. I do the same thing Buck does. I, I think about, um, when you think about age differences, I also, like, times it times, okay, we're going to actually be together. Let me, let me time this time, you know, you know, let's go ahead 10 years. Let's go ahead 20 years. Where will I be and where will he be or, you know, vice versa, you know. So, of course, for yeah, me, I'm going to the same because I'm going to have plastic yeah, I thought surgery. I was the only one like that, and I see you like that, too. Yeah, when you, but the age, age, age means something to me. Yeah, when you meet up with somebody, you, you you know, and you be with them a little bit, things are, I mean, you are going to kind of look ahead. If if things are going good between you and that person, you are going to kind of look look ahead and kind of see Not on the first date, like. though. I do. I'm, I do I'm, if they're I'm older. Weird like that. If they're, yeah, if they're older or if I'm older, much older than they are. And some mm-hmm. some stuff to me just doesn't make sense. In other words, in a relationship, you have to make sense to me. You know, I mean, us being together exactly. has to make sense. You know, mm-hmm. if you are 20, first of all, I, my rule is I don't date anyone who is um, younger than my sons. However, my oldest son is getting too old now, so therefore he may I may have to amend oh, that. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 30. You know, it's 
So I, was, I may have to amend some of those rules as he gets older and older. But um, but I had him at a, a very, very young age. So, um, but, yeah, I try not to date someone I could have actually birthed, you know, whatever. So that makes sense. that's my gauge. And I don't want him looking at me. And, 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 and then in, like, 10 years or 20 years, looking at me going, oh, my God, I'm dating an old woman. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it's, mm. that would just, I don't know. PJ yeah, Extra is cracking up on you on Twitter about the old men having worms. I don't know why they told girls that. It's just, it's always stuck in my mind. You know what? Uh, you know what? They, they, they probably can't, can't wait to tell my goddaughter. Fucking with them. Right. That's I can't wait to tell my goddaughter. Think about that. Black folks tell you, tell you yeah. shit like that all the time to scare the shit out of your ass, and that's exactly what they were doing, yeah. trying to keep you from coating, as they call it. Keep you from coating the older guy, the older guy yeah. give you worms. That's what they did. I guarantee you, you find somebody about 90-some years old now from that, and they will tell you that's exactly why they told you that shit. I guarantee you. Yeah, I'm like, where did that come from? Why? Why do they give you worms? Is there is there research being done? Is there, I mean, what? That doesn't even make sense. I wish my I wish my grandma was still alive. I guarantee you, she said that shit was we made up. My grandma was 102. <laughs> I know they came up some shit. So I know that. I bet, I'm about to ask my mom about that. I'm about to call her and ask her. I bet you that's why they said it. I got yeah, Well, I know that. it's a definitely a support tactic. I'm sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's just so funny. <laughs> and it stuck with me. You were. Three four seven two zero two zero two one five is the number on the Talk to Q radio show. I'd much rather have cooties than worms. It just doesn't sound as bad. <laughs> but um, <laughs> So let's see. PJ Extra chimed in and said as far as the age he would date he would go ten years down and or five years up, but he wouldn't seriously date a woman in her twenties. Okay, and you notice he said when seriously date a woman in her twenties. He's like, in other yeah, words, she can get it, but she just can't keep yeah, it. Yeah, right. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah. I, I get yeah. that too. Yeah, I he feel you on 20s, that. Yeah. He definitely get it. No, he can get it. But um, exactly. but. <laughs> But, yeah, we ain't doing nothing serious. Because he's in his 20s. He doesn't know anything anyway. So, yeah, it was just fun. Party. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right. And also, I want to go back to my sponsor. And I apologize for not having my information available in front of me. Mallforall.com. And only at mallforall.com. And that's mall-for-all.com. With over 600 stores, you will find more choices than anywhere else in the nation in the world. They have several affiliates and brands to choose from for your shopping needs. Click on the banner of your choice and shop. Over 100 million items to choose from. Have fun shopping. www.mall-4-all.com And I appreciate them being a sponsor of the Talk to Q radio show. Again, my apologies for not having that in front of me uh, a few minutes ago. Now, uh, something you mentioned earlier, Crystal, and there's a tip I want to throw out there to older people who may be dating someone younger. Do not use condescending terms like, well, that was before your time, or you may not know about okay, this. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you remind someone that they're in a different age range, and it goes the other way as far as if you say something to someone older that may be condescending, it's going to cause problems in the long run. 
avoid that. Mm-hmm. Just because there is an age yep. difference doesn't mean that you have to acknowledge it. It's just like how much money you make. You don't rub it in another person's face if there's a difference, a huge difference, okay? All right. You know so. what I need to stop saying? Um, we started this shit. Because I say that all the time when it comes to rapping, because I love rap, you know, so that's one of my mm-hmm. favorite music genres. So uh-huh. I, I tend to say that to other rappers. I say, you know what, we started this shit, you know? <laughs> right, right. I don't know. Yeah. So I try not to say that, but I say okay. it all the time anyway. <laughs> Let me go to the 601. So He's been holding patiently. To the Jackson, Jackson, Mississippi, the bold new city down there in, uh, well, I said Jackson. And bring on my man Eminem. Eminem was shaking. Hey, what up, Q? What a radio world. Not too much, man. Now, I know a man that has a Willie Hutch theme song is down with older man, younger woman. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I mean, that's just kind of how it works. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say that... Uh, Man, and I, I can't speak for 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 the way most men think, but I can speak for a lot of them. Men like their hoes the way they like their steak. They like the motherfuckers tender. So on your ass reach the age where you ain't tender no more, then you know you're too damn old. <laughs> like that shit like butter, boy. Oh, man, he already started Even he'll make the grand interest. He made the yeah, grand interest right? already. I know, right? Yeah, baby. I know, right? You know, when you, you <laughs> got that silver pubic hair, it's time to get your ass up out of here, you know? Oh, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that shit off. Cut that shit off. Cut off. <laughs> Cut it off. <laughs> Why do I have a vision of, of Christmas tassels on a tree? I just... Okay. Well, that's let, it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Play it on snow. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. All right, silver pubic hair. Yeah, just that quickly. But uh, <laughs> I, I mean, Eminem. You know, when it comes to um, the older and younger thing, I mean, just for for you personally, if you were single, what would be the preferred age for you when it comes to a mate? Honestly, for a mate. It will be somewhere between 22 maybe to 26, something like that. Uh, and and for one, it's all a mental thing. You know, uh, I'm a, like people are always tell me I'm a independent woman and I'm this and I'm that. Well, I'm a very dominant type man. So uh, uh, a lot of times the younger a chick is, the more uh, optimistic she is, she's less pessimistic. She hadn't been beaten down by life and, you know, a bunch of deadbeat baby daddies and all that shit. And, you know, you don't have to deal with a lot of that stuff. Because even when it's happening, they so young at the time, they really, it really hadn't just got under their skin yet, you know. But, uh, so I, you know, and then, you know, it's just that, it's just that, uh, the way that uh, almost like a girl when they have a uh, kind of like a little kitty crush on their teachers or professors or something like that, they looking at you like you got all the knowledge and I'm pretty and dumb as rocks. You know, just that little dynamic that was always a turn on for me. Like you know, if I was wow. you know if I was single, you know, it's like you know, like hey, you know, you know so much and I don't know anything, but. 
but I can tell the way you're looking at me that you're ready to tear me apart. You know, yeah, that that dynamic. You know, <laughs> kind of like Beauty and the Beast, but just like Beauty and the Beauty and the Brains or something like that. You know, Beauty and the Brains. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Good gracious. I don't know. Me personally, I don't know if I have a preferred age. Um, I guess if you ask me right now, I'd probably say. I'd probably say 35. I don't know. I want to say like 38 or so, but I don't know. Somewhere between 35 and 38, I think would be fine for me. Um, And my opinion has changed over the last year or so. Uh, Now that I'm just kind of like just out there in the dating game and I've I've had people of all ages um, approach me. I've even had someone as young as 24 um, ask me out. And that was just, that was just a little weird. That's money, but, that baby. But no, nah, because it was. I mean, we're not talking about anything. It didn't appear to be anything short term with this one. So, and then she kind of came with baggage too. But I won't get into that. Uh, <laughs> and at twenty four, that's not good. That's not that good. That ain't good. No. Yeah, when you're twenty four years bad. old and and people are literally looking for you, that's that's not good. So. Uh, I think she is one of the safe haven. I I couldn't get into that, but I mean, um, everyone has you know. Uh, a pre- <laughs> everyone has a a preferred age, I guess, and I, I mean to each their own. I guess it's as long as it's for the right reasons. Uh, I mean, when you look at like Hugh Hefner, and you know he's probably 120, 130 years old, and then he's dating women a hundred years younger than him. Now with him. It's almost like a business deal because he gets the pretty blonde on his arm to brag to all of his friends that are still alive, and she and he gets, gets to brag. And she gets she gets the opportunity to possibly win the Hugh Hefner lottery and be his wife at the time he actually dies and get something out of it. So I mean, it's kind of like a a win win on either side. Well, only if. Hey. Not if he lives, but I mean, it may not be a win for her. But hey, don't, don't forget about Jim Brown as an example. I know he was sixty-three and his wife was twenty-three when he first got married. Well, not first got married, but we got married to the yeah, uh, the latest wife. Oh, that's okay. the dynamic mm-hmm. out this world. Sixty-three to uh-huh. twenty-three. Mm-hmm. So. I was yeah. not aware of that. Mm-hmm. You are now. <laughs> not aware of that, but uh. Yeah, so I mean, everyone has their own little preference, but I mean, I ain't going to knock anybody for that. But I guess I'll get ready to move on to the next topic. 347 202 You should have had uh, some uh, Keith Sweat. You may be young, but you're ready playing in the background now. <laughs> <laughs> you may be young, but you're ready. <laughs> that sounds more hey, like you got to make sure. Hey, you got to. <laughs> either one. Either one. Either one. Well, it was a key thing. He's keep it. He's got to 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 keep it. And then didn't, didn't, didn't have a clue what I was talking about. I was like, damn, okay. 
I think I was getting this old. Shit, you don't know what PYT is? But yeah. I mean, yeah. you'd be surprised, and because um, I've I've listened to I listened to a talk radio show out of Dallas once, and they were asking people different questions depending on the generation they were from. Like they'll ask one in their fifties if they knew Justin Bieber, and most of the older people did know the younger people, but the younger people didn't know the older people. And um, like he asked, this lady was twenty four years old. Actually, it was more than one, but the one that was twenty four years old, she did not know who the Beatles were. Um, which really, I thought everyone would at least have heard of the Beatles. Uh, there was a 19-year-old who had never heard of Elvis, and that kind of surprised me because I thought Elvis and Michael Jackson were just known by everybody. And right. so, I mean, some people yeah, just... And see, that's what shocked me because they played Michael Jackson shit endless. So it don't matter what generation you're from. When PYT was out, it, it wasn't like they stopped playing it like in 83, 84. That shit went on for... The next twenty some years, man. <laughs> yep, it did. Yep, but like I said, just some people it just gets by them. But all right, mm-hmm. I want to talk about uh, a little late on this, but talk about a couple of graduation topics. And there was a guy by the name of Evan Young who was valedictorian at his school, and in his valedictorian speech, he wanted to announce to his classmates that he was gay. But the Damn. school, ban- but the school banned him from speaking. Uh, Crystal, first of all, Crystal, was it right for the school to ban him from speaking and saying that he was gay? Well, again, this is another example of a rookie move. Um, <laughs> uh, rookie moves are when people do stuff that you know they really should think about, but. What he should have done is not included that in his exactly, but just said it when it came up, when he was up there. That's how you do that. Um, But anyway, was it wrong to ban him? I don't think it was necessarily wrong, um, only because from a school's perspective, thinking of that, they are thinking um, of – you know, whatever policies and procedures that they have, they're thinking about all the people that are going to be in the audience who are not just students, but families and family members from out of town or whatever. So you get a wide wide variety of people. You don't want to offend anybody. So you, they're thinking of so many different, you know, things. So um, I can see how they would want to ban him from saying that if he was, or, you know, they probably told him, look, just take that out and you're fine, you know. But mm-hmm. he probably mm-hmm. said, no, I don't want to do that because I want to, you know, I want to come out or whatever. And so, you know, I can see how they would do that. And um, But, again, that was a rookie move for him. He should not have even said anything. He should have just did it. And there it is. Then we'll be talking about the aftermath. And then, But his thing would have been done. Pretty so much. That's his fault. And, Buck, what do you think? Were they wrong for banning him? No, they weren't. I mean, bottom line of it is, I think every, I think people now are so, they're trying to get more than their 15 seconds of fame because they want to be the first to do something because they think that that's mm-hmm. going to, if they do it first, that they're going to get some sort of acknowledgement. All right, we are, we, we know there are gay people in this, in this country. We understand that. We know there are lesbians in the country. And I know that they're they're fighting for equality and things of that nature, and that's that's fine for them to do that. However... 
I think we've gotten past the point to where you have to be first for shit. So to mess up a commencement exercise just because you want to tell somebody that you're gay, I, I, I have to go with Crystal on this. Just get up there and do it. You ain't got to make some sort of big-ass announcement that you want to do it. Just do it. You know, you surprise and shock people. Like my, my oldest son changed his name uh, when he graduated to his name was his name was Anthony David Engel. He actually called himself Anthony David Bartholomew Engel the third, and his mama liked to kill him after, after the commencement because that's not his real name. <laughs> so um, if you're gonna do something like that, then just you know the shock value of it would probably be better than to actually ask them, "Can I go ahead and do it?" Because then they're gonna go ahead and block it out anyway. So best you know. You don't have to. Nobody has to be first doing anything, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I can understand if it's a, some good invention, but it's gay is not an invention. So, you know, you don't have to make some kind of big, big ordeal out of it. And then, you know, now you can't. Now you, you know, you can't do what you wanted to do in the first place. So, just put because they can't. It's not like they can suspend your ass after you do it in the first place. Okay. And I mean, Eminem. Um... I, I look at it like, I, I mean, some people look at it like, well, okay, you're kind of taken away from the school and kind of putting the focus on yourself when you do that. I, I mean, so is it is it the, the graduation pulpit, so to speak, the time where you say that you're gay or Black Lives Matter and or things of that nature? Um. No, I mean the 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 whole focus of graduation is is to celebrate the accomplishment of everybody graduating, whether it be high school or college, and the whole thing is supposed to be up tempo and you know, hey, in ten years some of us gonna be doctors and all that type of shit, you know. Uh, now, if somebody wants to make a statement, and I'm I'm big on statements and all that, but it's the way you do it that that fits the occasion. If this son of a bitch came up there with a, you know, some pearl earrings on and uh, some kind of uh, rainbow wristband or something like that, you know, people can kind of just like, hmm, that's kind of different and kind of have their own thoughts about it and, you know, maybe he can okay. post it on IG <laughs> or something that night. You think? But, uh, but uh, <laughs> you know, but at the time, now nah, that's taking all the focus and putting it on and, you know, and uh, and uh, you know, Crystal had already said it anyway because you know the, the the school has to look at you know these gay motherfuckers try to make it seem like it's an attack on gays, but the school has to look at it like we have to make sure that everything is in line for what this occasion is. You know, the school is not the forum. The school graduation, I should say, is not the forum for certain things. If it was a a political science debate class and somebody's talking about abortion or something like that, fine. But, the, the, you know, that night of graduation is not the time, especially when it's something not specifically impacting to the student body. Now, if it was a situation where a a student uh, was involved in something, let's just say if somebody was trying to bring awareness to date rape and it was a student that actually went through that and it was pretty much highly publicized and, they wanted to show that she's a survivor, and she'd make a statement like, hey, you know, you can't just totally take everything away from me. I'm still moving forward. Yeah, that, that speaking on something, if it's if it's just something that happened that everybody know about, that might be different. But just out the blue saying that, 
because I'm saying, like, hey, I'm a shock value guy of this world. So I'm like, man, as soon as that somebody said he was gay, I came right behind him and said, okay, well, everybody laughing and, and ooh and on. I said, well, how about this right here? Of course, this ain't going to mean shit to the guys out there. But how about this? Girls, this whole time y'all been knowing me, I had a prosthetic penis. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Guys wish they could have a prosthetic penis. <laughs> You're so hard. Oh, <laughs> yes. That would be the invention of the century. That would be great. Oh, yeah. But could you oh, imagine the, the look on the on the principles? <laughs> because see, prosthetic. Everybody else is googling the shit, but the grown people be like, "Did this guy just say what I thought he said? My God!" Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Only Eminem, baby. Only Eminem can come up with this. I know, right? <laughs> Did you rehearse this shit before you get on? <laughs> he was fake, right? <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah. On Facebook. Right. That, that shit uh, come raw, baby. On that Facebook, a, like peanuts. <laughs> a young lady named Latoya Dominique, born in 1986. Okay, she just liked the... Uh, I had posted a link to the show, and she liked the link. All right, so she's 15 years younger than me. Is that well, okay? Is that a hint? Uh, call me. <laughs> what? Um, all right. No, um, let's see. Uh, Miss Manhood chimed in. Miss Manhood said, when talking about older people dating, older men dating younger women, she said, Welcome to South Florida. Will 70 year old men think they have a chance with me? <laughs> so, I know, man. Yeah, no, no, no wallet, right? You got a drink. Shit. That's right. <laughs> you women wallet, talk right. all that stuff, but they, they, them dollars, right? They there, baby. I'm telling Where you. Where them dollars at? Where right. them dollars at? <laughs> okay, yeah. okay. Holes turning Let me tree. get back. Oh, one off. last thing on this topic. I don't want to get back off on that one, but <laughs> one last thing on this topic. Um, and this this is where it also gets a little, even, even a little more controversial. The principal, when he found out what the um, guy wanted to do, he brought it up to the guy's parents, who did not know that the boy was gay. So essentially, oh. he, outed, he outed the boy, which allegedly caused a lot of problems. Uh, Crystal, how do you feel about the principal talking to the uh, parents without considering if they knew what was going on or not? Well, um, I don't blame him for doing that because that was his duty and right to do that, to, you know, get with the parents. That's definitely an, an option that he had to explore to make sure that they understood what was what was happening or why he was banned or, you know, couldn't do what he wanted to do as far as the speech. So the natural thing to do and probably part of their policy is to speak with the parents about it. So just because the subject matter happened to be the fact that he was going to, you know, say that he was gay um, has really no bearing. Now, the fact that the parents didn't know is not the principal's fault because, um, you know, he was going to out himself to everybody. You know, you would hope that he's already had this conversation with his parents, uh, at least, at the very least, his parents and family, but instead of, you know, totally embarrassing them, but you know he was going to do that, so no, I don't. I don't see anything wrong with what he did. And um, hey, this is the best way to find out. Better find out in my office 
right. than actually at the graduation. So. Okay. Okay. Anybody agree? Disagree? I agree. I mean, bottom line of it is, the only thing is, if you if this kid is going to come out and do this, he should have told his parents first anyway. Um, it's not, you know, the, the the principal had a duty to do, and he was doing the right thing by, you know, he wanted to make sure that was, you know, the parents knew also what he was getting ready to do. You know, it's not his responsibility. You know, the kid should have already told his parents. And not up to the principal to the principal has to do a job because he's got to think about the student body and the faculty and those types of things and you know he has to keep the commencement exercise appropriate for you know for the occasion and he didn't think this was appropriate for the occasion so you know he had to inform you know doing his job and his due diligence he had to make sure that the parents knew about it It, you know it's just unfortunate that the uh, parents just didn't know so right but that's the principal did his job and did it quite well, in fact. Okay. All right. Well, speaking of valedictorians, um, in the final week of May, 222 graduates from the Ohio School District, you know, threw their caps in the air and same, you know, and saying that, hey, we graduated, we're starting our life and all that stuff. Um, however, out of those 222 graduates uh, from this one high school, Dublin Jerome High, there were 72 valedictorians. Okay? 72. Actually, this was 2014. I'm sorry. 72 valedictorians. Now, I understand how a lot of people are thinking, like, how can you have more than one valedictorian? Because the valedictorian is the person that has the highest GPA, right? right. However... The way they do it in this school district, and a lot of countries, uh, schools across the country are starting to do this, if you have a GPA above a certain number, you're a valedictorian. And so their GP, anyone with a GPA above 4.1 in Dublin is a valedictorian, and that was 72 of them. Uh, Eminem, how do you feel about there being 72 valedictorians and no one is ever considered the best? Oh, man, that's absolutely terrible. Number one, it makes it harder on colleges to give out scholarships because if this shit get adopted, it's gonna, the school's going to run out of money. You know, because um, I don't know how it is in, you know, a lot of other states, but uh, a lot of schools in Mississippi anyway uh, gives a valedictorian scholarship. I mean, well, it doesn't have to come from a specific school, but if you're a valedictorian, there's a an allotment just for that. So when you're looking at 72 coming out of possibly per school, man, what kind of shit is that? And you can only have one person with the highest GPA. Now, mathematically speaking, it may be possible to have two or three on a rare occasion with the exact GPA down to the last decimal, but that's rare. But there is no way possible that you should have uh, that many valedictorians, even more than one, because valedictorian mean the top. Now, with college, you know, you got the way you graduate, you know, cum laude, what is the next one? Like magna, magna cum, laude. cum laude. or something yeah. like that, but that's just the status. But with valedictorian, that's supposed to mean you reign supreme, you the chief, you are the shit, you are the 
the top of the class, the T.O.P., not top ten, but you the T.O.P. That's what that valedictorian stands for. So to demean right. that, to try to make everybody else feel good is bullshit. And you wonder why Japan and India and China and Germany is kicking the U.S. ass in education? That type of shit is one. If, if that starts to be in the trend, you can hang it up, man. It's definitely starting to trend. Um, I saw some other um, um, school districts that had as many as 20 um, valedictorians, and um, it's, it's a bunch of schools now that have multiple valedictorians. But Crystal, to me, this is the equivalent of everyone gets a trophy. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. These kids have achieved a very high GPA, but is it healthy to not recognize someone as the best? Um, you know, I think that um, as far as being healthy, you know, I th- I think that it is kind of fucked up that they wouldn't recognize him, period. I would just have him not say what he had to say unless, like I said before, unless he refused, unless he said, I'm going to do it, I'm, this is what I'm going to do, I'm not going to change my speech, blah, 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 blah. Then, um, then yeah, I would have just, I would have just um, announced him and then had... Who's the second? No one ever knows who that is. Not the Valley Salutator. of Victorian. Who's the Salutator. Salutator. Yeah, yeah. Have her or whoever. Have her, say, her, have her do the speech. Okay. So, um, you know, and I, I would say why. I wouldn't necessarily announce why. I would just um, announce who they were and then move on to the other person, the second. And... Yeah. But, you, you know, I just think that... You can only have one person to win the Heisman Trophy. You can well, have only say, one person. Hold on for a second. I'm gonna, I, I, you're talking about the last topic, or... You know we changed the topic, don't you? What are you talking about? I thought you were talking about the school of the Torian. I mean, the We're talking about the, the, school that had, the, the school that had 72 yeah. valedictorians. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's why I was I mean, laughing. I was like, damn, she's I'm sorry. I was doing two things at once. I was on Facebook and I was responding to something else that somebody said, and I thought you were still talking about. No, the, you were thinking anyway, about a prosthetic. I thought you said so much again. Um. <laughs> what do we get Okay. <laughs> sorry. Whoops. Yeah, yeah, is it healthy to have 72 valedictorians, I guess is the question, um, or should someone be the best? Is it okay for someone to be the best? Okay, thank you. Maybe, see, that's your fault, Q. You didn't frame your question correctly. Okay, anyway. Okay. Um, you, got, you, got, you got lost on 72 dicks instead of dicks. That's what it was. <laughs> I didn't even hear that. that. But anyway... Healthy, no. There's only one number one. That's why they call it one. Okay. So, no, that's not healthy. I think you should have one valedictorian, period. And then number two, and then everybody fucking else that no one gives a shit about. Okay, that's what you should have. Because (laughs) world of competition, and in this fucking America... You have to learn that only number one matters. Everybody else, no one gives a fuck about. 
Who was who is the vice president? Nobody cares. Okay? Nobody cares. Okay, so that's you know, you should always be number one. You can have many ways to celebrate mediocre. Okay. That's why they call the masses. Nobody cares. So it's only number one. Only okay. one number one. Buck, I'll let you chime in. Well, <clears throat> there should only be one. I mean, they can like only Highlander. be one. Highlander style. Exactly. That's the reason I said it that way. That's the reason I said it that way. Bottom line is, I mean, I understand that's what they should do. Give them some swords and let them take each other out. That's what I'm talking about. Shit. Lop off some domes. See who's the last one Dome. standing. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. get the ass to the Shit. Yeah. But the bottom line of it is this. I mean, I understand that they're trying to, you know, trying to, you know, celebrate the kids having high GPAs and all that kind of stuff. But there's different ways to do it. You know, 72 valedictorians is just outright ridiculous. Um, and like him said, hell, the schools will run out of money in less than five years if we got to give valedictorians, you know, depending on which state you live in, um, you know, you know those little allotments or whatnot. That's just ridiculous. It's retarded. It's not. It's not. It's just not good. You know, you got to celebrate number one, um, and it only should be one. So I just think it's a. You, there's other ways you can do it. You know, give them a you know, give them a plaque or some crap like that if you want to do that after the commencement or whatever. They don't even need to be acknowledged during the damn graduation ceremony. Just give the one that had the highest GPA and that's it. And the rest of them, you know, peace and hair grease. So they just that just yeah. don't make no damn yeah. sense. I agree. In the day, they used to give you an honor card or something like that. You know. Yeah, you, you know, had certain like yeah colors you wore. Yeah. I yeah. agree. So well. There's a, a gentleman by the name of James Greenwald who doesn't agree that there should only be one. The 88-year-old man has been kicking it with his 67-year-old co-worker who is now suing him for $2 million for six years of unpaid work. Okay, She says that she's upset that Mr. Greenwald will not end his marriage from his wife. Now, his wife told um, the side chick I will see them bury you six feet under before I no, told her husband. I will see you bury bury six feet under before I grant you a divorce. I am the last Mrs. Greenwald, end quote, which I think is hilarious. And now this this the lady who's the mistress, uh, Theodore Corsell, has worked with Mr. Greenwald for six years, both romantic romantically and professionally. Now, during that time period, she says that she was not only his lover, but his personal assistant, helping him do everything, you know, as far as his job, even help him get rid of a $3 million lawsuit from another mistress. So she said in recognition of her loyalty, he told her, I owe you everything and I will compensate you. But his wife ain't down with it. All right. So, Crystal, I'll go to you. I mean, should this even go to a court, first of all? And does she have a legitimate claim if she's worked for him essentially for free? I'm assuming she probably got gifts and things of that nature, but she essentially worked for him for free. Is she, does she have a right to sue for a salary, even up to $2 million? Oh, boy. Well, I would say... You know, on the on the you know surface, I would say no, but actually, probably because 
there are so many new rules and laws that are that are in place for um mistresses and friends and things like that, people who have given to you without, you know, necessarily getting anything in return, you know, hence palimony. Um uh-huh. so you know, so there are you know, rules and regulations that are kind of in set. There are precedences that have already been established. So I would say definitely go for it (laughs) because you very well may win. Yeah. Okay. And, Buck, how do you feel about it? Well, I mean, she's been working for him for six years, and whatever he's been doing for her, obviously he's been, you know, whether it be gifts or whatever they've been doing, you know, I guess in as long as she's been working for him, uh, she—I don't know—two million dollars seems to touch much, but I do believe she might might be onto something. Might deserve a little bit of something, six years worth of salary, at least. I don't think she needs to go as high as two million, but she might could get something out of the deal. So, you know, I guess she has a you know a legitimate beef. I guess. I don't want my mm-hmm. damn tax dollars. Uh, going to this bullshit, but you know, it is what it Eminem, is. Eminem, what's your take, man? Oh, man. <clears throat> this is all bullshit. Uh, this is just a product of father time. If she's 67, she know the chances of her finding sugar daddy replaces 88-year-old motherfucker is slim. So, <laughs> she just mad. They want to give her shit. I said, man, get your ass up out of here. Because if she was, you know, a younger... You know, because like I said, once you get to a certain age, you know, for a 67-year-old to have a sugar daddy, I mean, you're getting up there now, you know. So uh, she just mad. You know, take your ass on. That's just a product of the game, you know. That, that, that That's just how it go. Everybody got their day. Everybody got their peak, you know. So, you know, bitch just had to tap out. That's it. It's your shit over with. You know, take care of your fuck. Go play with your damn grandkids or something. Your play, your, you know, your playgirl years is over, man. You, your shit fried, you know. Okay, okay. All right, well, um, I'll, I'll follow up to see if anything happens. I mean, he's 88 years old, so they better go to court fast. But, uh, <laughs> I just, but as far as his wife, she's determined that he's not getting a divorce <laughs> and that she's going to be the last Mrs. Greenwald and Old girl maybe just has to accept that. You know, again, this is one of the things where you have to be all right with being a salutatorian, you know? You got to be okay with being number two. You still get benefits. Okay. You still get benefits. Just accept the fact that you're not the best. That's all there is to it. Everybody can't have a trophy. Somebody got to get a ribbon. Take your ribbon. Fuck that shit. I'll get a ribbon, all right. A ribbon around my goddamn million dollars, bitch. <laughs> Not in '67. Shit, cha-ching, motherfucker. That's what the <laughs> right. That's what the law is for. See, out of um, no. that's what the law is for. It's for that shit right there. You know, that's what you most lawyers say. bang. The laws are so messed up because nobody takes pity on a man who. You know, is real gracious and gifts of kind, and you know, maybe, maybe not getting nothing enough. in return. But you know, she. Well, I'm like, uh, uh-uh. uh. But you know what though, and I mean, 
people do come to expect more, and, and, and it might not even be intentional. A lot of times people convince themselves they deserve things that they really don't. You know, and yeah, I don't know what she, like that. I don't know what she's done for him. I mean, first of all, she, if she helped him get rid of a three million dollar lawsuit, then he does owe her something. That's for sure. But I mean, yeah. to what extent? I don't know. I can't say if it's two million dollars. Man, or not. if he got any kind of lawyer, his lawyer gonna say my client, eighty eight years old, he has a dementia. mild, mild form of uh, dementia and Alzheimer's and all that. Throw this they shit. Don't, I don't. Nobody gives a shit about that. Nobody cares about that. If he is, if any kind of sound mind, that's all we need. At the time that, you know, these things were going on, that's why every, okay, every woman out there, every mistress, every whatever, all you have to do is make sure that every single thing you do is documented in case this motherfucker doesn't decide, oh, now we're too old or he's moved on, you've got to have something in writing, and it, it, it can be a love note. Love notes do, um, they are admissible. Okay, yeah, so but this love dude's like, anything. he's not just moving on. This dude might be moving on to the afterlife. I mean, he's, Hell yeah. he's 80 he might be going on That don't matter. Well, he got a will. That don't matter. Okay, he has an estate. I mean, so you don't want to get matter. caught out there like V. Stiviano. Like, she got caught out there and really didn't get much. Of, she she didn't get anything out of the um, Donald Sterling, I mean, That's why you and this is someone, she dated someone who was so so old and ugly, she had to wear a welder's mask, I mean, you see that thing yeah. she used to wear all the time? <laughs> yeah. But I'm, yeah. so I guess you don't want to get caught out there like that, however, I'm pretty sure she did have some nice gifts, she just has to sell them and give them back to the, the wife, but, all right, on next week, uh, there's not going That's to be a show, tomorrow. <laughs> there's not going to be a show tomorrow, uh, I'm going to start my uh, weekend holiday weekend early, uh, and if you heard we were celebrating, it, you know, it's a worldwide lie, like Public Enemy once said. But I'm gonna start my holiday weekend early, and um, I'll be back on Tuesday, July the seventh, to discuss how the ladies now have the power. Well, they've always had the power, but they really have the power now, and it discusses how there's a complete 180 degree shift to what's occurred in the dating game thanks to guys dropping the ball. Now women are the ones who make the selection. Um, who, Well, not all women, of course, but um, a lot of the more prominent and eligible female bachelors, um, they are the selectors now. And the guys are kind of like, okay, you know, pick me, pick me, pick me. Things have changed. We've gotten away from women who once married for security, so they took who they thought was the most suitable person um, as far as being responsible. And now they've moved on because women, you know, are making more money than ever before because they're more educated than ever before. Now it's like, well, I can handle my own finances. You know, I can find a boy toy or my version of a quote-unquote dumb blonde, so to speak. So a lot has changed. Mm, We'll get into mm. that next week on the Talk to Q Radio Show. No experts, just opinions, Tuesday 10 p.m. Final thoughts, and we also we have to discuss the uh, same-sex uh, marriage law that passed. Now, Eminem, I know you've said in the past that you refused to recognize same-sex marriage until it became a law. Now it's officially a law. Um, you still take the same stance that you you acknowledge well, it. Well, no, well, I, I have to make a small correction. 
I was saying by definition of the word. Right. Not the law. So by definition of the word, to my knowledge, I don't think it's changed. So. Well, I mean, based I on the law, it's going to if it hasn't. I mean, you have to check well, yeah, the dictionary. When they changed it in the dictionary, you know, um, I don't know, man. I I I, I guess when uh, I was saying that, I mean, well, <laughs> when I said it, I really happen, didn't huh? think I would ever see that <laughs> shit happen. But uh, you know, I mean, wow, that that's man, damn. You know, I I never I thought. I mean, so I overall, would, what do you think about what do you think about the law? I think it's it's fucked up. I I think it was uh, I think it was just a just a breakdown of of fear of of, of public backlash. For what reason I don't know. Because if they would have voted on it the way it should have been voted on, and just be like, look, this has nothing to do with an attack on a specific group. It's just that it's not a marriage. Just simple as that. Nobody's, you know, nobody's saying what you can't do or who you can't be with. You can work where you want to work. You can drive where you want to go. You can go to the movies together. But we're just not going to recognize you as a husband and wife. It's just like, you know, by definition, a husband is a man, a wife is a woman. I guess they're going to change that shit too. So, you know, but if they did that shit right, man, you know, it'll never happen, but... You know, I, I guess the the only thing uh, the the few straight 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 people can do is just pass it on to their kids and just hope that they just you know uh, I, I I you know what just a confession, man. I stay pissed off at my kids because I, I always you know feel that I get put them in positions they should be doing more shit. But I would proudly say this here that you know. That uh, so far everybody like the opposite of what they got. So to me, I guess that's that's better than somebody being a doctor or something and, and coming home with a nigga and stuff. Man, fuck all that, you know. So you know, uh, you know, you know, pussy brought you here, and I want pussy to take you away. So you know, shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, marriage is law. On that. Um, so just on that, or final thoughts, uh, or no? Uh, well, yeah, we'll save the final thoughts. We'll we'll, we'll talk about this the same sex. Okay. Um, well, same sex. I have always said, um, coming from the profession that I come from, uh, which is end of life care, I have always said. Um, that I'm glad that um, same-sex marriages occur. And um, I am now even doubly happy that this is now a law across the 50 states. You know, fuck trying to make it just for one state here, make their decision, because we all know that below the Dixie line or in the Bible belt that it's never going to happen so, therefore, they had to make it across the board, and there it is. That's the end of it. So, um, and the reason I say that is because of legalities. And the legality is I have watched so many people, not just gay partners, but mistresses, people who never got married, 
um, say um, at the end of life they they don't have the right to to say to to you know to have the control over what happens to their loved one that they've loved for twenty years or more, and right. but we never got married by choice, you know, for the heterosexuals. They didn't, you know, I don't need a piece of paper to say I love you. It's bullshit. That is so fucking bullshit. You don't want to have a, a biblical ceremony? Fine. Just go to the court and say, do you? Yes. I do. Yes. Sign the fucking paper and then go on about your business. Because when it comes down to it, without that piece of paper, you have no rights. You cannot say anything. The house that you lived in for 20 years or whatever is not yours because the children can come in and the ex-wife or whoever can come in and say, look, you are not my mother, so therefore, fuck you <laughs> and goodbye. And the same thing for yeah. gay. Well, can't they still um, put in their will? I'm just asking. No, 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 no. See, people think that, but that's not the truth. Okay, it's called you know you you have there's courts there's probate courts they can they can take all that shit away, you know so that's why I always tell people get married, all right because it's a legal document. Now as far as the gay um, people now being able to marry, the reason why I am jumping up and down for that is because they can go in and they can get married however they want to get married. They don't have to have a biblical ceremony, but however they do it. Sign the papers because let me tell you something. A lot of those gay people are without their families because they're, a lot of times their families have disowned them. And I saw this a lot, especially in the AIDS communities when they were dying of AIDS. And these people had no one. And then all of a sudden, here comes mom who hasn't seen you in 15 years or more, and brother and sister, whoever who disowned you. And they take everything from the lover who has been there for 20 years or more or whatever. And they've been there, they've been their, their friends and people who have um, been their friends and family and who have taken care of them in their time of need and, hell, just been with them through regular times and, and life, life. And then at the end of life, they are shunned and thrown away. That's why I am happy about this because this says legally you have a right to that life that you've shared with this person, and I don't care what God said that you're not supposed to be together or what person interpreted what God said that you are not supposed to be there. I don't give a shit. This person was there with them through their life, and it was there for them. They loved them. They cared for them. They gave them friendship and hope and love. And let me tell you something. That shit is in such Disparity. It's so hard to find someone who gives a shit about you, and and I don't care what your what you feel is your you know whether you're homosexual, whether you're heterosexual, whether you atheist, whatever the fuck you are, to find somebody who actually cares about you, whether it's a friend or a lover, that's so rare in life. And at the end of my life, if I say. Timbuktu that you don't know, I want him or her to have everything, that that's what the fuck I want. And so I'm happy about this. So, yay. I'm yay, and I will, if I have to stand in a parade of, of, of rainbows, and that's what the fuck I'll do, because I think that is so important, and I think it is a beautiful thing, and there it is. And I'm not even homosexual, but I, I believe in that. 
And because I've seen so many people die and have their families come in and hurt hurt the people who actually care and, about them. And in all honesty, Crystal, I never um I never thought much about it until someone explained that side of it to me as well. Um, as far as how they basically just get left out of everything. Um, when someone gets you know, when someone goes to the hospital they can't even get into the ER a lot of times, you yeah. know. And so I no, when I look I, at it from from the human the human side of things, I, I I can't help but sympathize with that. I really can't. And uh, now, as far as like if if someone's a mistress or something, then you know I don't really. That's different. It's, um, to me, it's the I same look, thing. To me, it's I the same it thing. And it doesn't matter. Because doesn't matter. if that's if you there are plenty of people out there who are uh, single. If you choose someone who's married, that's on you. But uh, I just think that. You know, overall, as far as the law is concerned, um, a lot of people are questioning the, the timing on it. I mean, with, you know, Obama's kind of closing down his his term and all of that. Uh, so people are questioning that. He's doing one of those just, okay, I'm going to do everything that, that, that I pr- I promised right. I was going to do before. And I don't know if it's any, it has anything uh, to do with that Everybody does that. Everybody does that. So it's no big yeah. deal. Everybody does that. And, I mean, he did campaign on that. So, But, uh, but I... I Buck, did you chomp, did you comment on it? Buck. Biggity biggity buck. Yeah, here we go. Sorry okay. About that. No problem. All right. But anyway, um, I think we have a final thought now that I wasted. No, these are not final thoughts. This, me, but. this is just <laughs> comments on um, same-sex marriage. <laughs> well. As far as same-sex marriage goes, I mean, I, this is something that probably needed to happen. I know it's kind of strange for, you know, the heterosexual crowd and things of that nature. But when it, you know, these people chose to be this way. So, you know, being being there at the time of, you know, one passing on and, you know, being able to pass whatever belonged down to that particular person, that's important to whoever you are, regardless of who you choose. So, you know, now, you know, at least it's, you know, it's, it's lawful to do so, so they can do that. So, you know, it was just time for it to happen. So, therefore, you know, now, you know, it's legal. They don't have to worry about it. I mean, they can, you know, they don't have hospital issues when one is in the hospital and, you know, those types of things too. So, I mean, it's just time It's just time for it. Um, I know there's a lot of people, especially people in the South, that agree with that. So, but it, it was just really, it, it was really something that needed to happen. And, uh you know, for those that are that way, I'm glad that they, you know, got, you know, that's just one more thing that they could, they don't have, one less thing they have to worry about. Okay. Well, uh, well, man, it, you know, I, on the business tip or whatever, you know, uh, I, I hear the point, but, but to me, this shit, you know, it's still the same. You know, it's just like, um, uh, it, it has nothing with me. It has nothing to do with religion or nothing like that. It's just, you know, it's just, you know, hey, people do what they do, but at the same time, um, I, I'll never accept certain things as as something that's a, a legal entity. You know, like like that's anything to me that's a choice is a choice. So, like, if you choose to drop out of school 
and the consequences are you might not get, you know, a job that you may have gotten if you stayed in. Well, you know, I got to respect it, but that's a choice you made. So if you choose to be gay and you don't get certain things, well, I mean, that's a choice you made. I mean, it ain't about it being fair. It's, it's a choice you make. You know, just like if you got a uh, a tattoo on your neck that say, you know, G for life, and nobody hire your ass because they think you might shoot up the place, that's a choice you made. So, you know, so nobody won't think that's in the radio land that, you know, that the spin I'm giving is on a religious spin. It's on a choice spin. You know, it's just like uh, it's a choice category. That's the way I see it, and that's where a whole lot of people see it. It's like, you know, nobody can't condemn nobody for choices, and you got to respect that, but every choice comes a consequence. And up till last week, the consequence was if you chose uh, a certain lifestyle, well, I mean, you know, it's like certain things, come with the benefit of, of being, well, but pretty much the same way Q explained uh, the, 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 the deal on uh, a mistress getting the money versus a wife. I mean, that's a choice you make. So if you choose a man over a woman or a woman over a man, that's a choice you make. That's the way I look at it, you know. But I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just glad that uh, right now, anyway, shit, you know, I don't know. About my next, you know, offsprings or whatever, but, you know, shit, you know. Like Ice Cube said, man, you know, hell, you know, to a kid in the street looking up to me, you know, life ain't never puts in money, you know what I'm saying? So, and, you know, that's what I go by. So, not no dick in money, puss in money. So, if you born with a dick, you I don't want to see no dicks here but pussy. So, you know, that's, okay. you know, people can take it how they want it, but... You know, it's like I don't condemn people. You know, I don't I don't believe in saying, oh, you know, oh, that guy got a, you know, rainbow necklace on. He can't come in here. I mean, and, you know, and for the most part, myself included, you know, I got gay family members, I'm sure. And, you know, and uh, one of my best friends might be gay, but he, he from the old school, though. You know, he ain't going around with blonde wigs and shit. If he is, nobody knows that, you know, he just a dude, so. You know, you can talk to them and everything without somebody say, damn, man, you like that? All that shit you be talking? Hell, hell, nah. You know, so. But. I mean, everyone has their, their take on it. Um, I mean, I've got, been on record to say that I don't think being gay is a choice for everyone. I do think there's some people who choose that as a lifestyle, but I think some people a that are. A whole lot of people that choose it. <laughs> I think there's some people who are, you know, biologically just born that way. And, um. I mean, so I mean, to each each their own. But as far as the the law is concerned, it is definitely groundbreaking. Uh, groundbreaking year that groundbreaking. <laughs> um, and I just think that you know it's going to be a shame that uh, gay people will be getting married and weed will be illegal, but it'll still be all right to shoot black people. <laughs> we got to yeah, get some tra- exactly. We got to get some traction somewhere. And uh, one thing I will, I, I definitely applaud the LGBT community is how they came together and they made it happen. You know, they came together and they made it happen. And uh, I, I think you have to respect that. And I think that other minority groups need to take a look at what they did 
and realize that the only way you to get something done is to to band together and, yeah. and get it done. True. That's true to an extent, but the thing about it, they're not a minority. The LGBT group is huge because it has no limits. You know, there there is no black gay, white gay. They're just you know either you gay or not. That's the that's one thing I say we'll be good about. Them. They they don't see color. It's just like if you gay, you one of us. But like you know, with everybody else though, that's when you get you know. It, this this is just your fight. This is just your cause. You know, a, uh, a nigga get shot by a police or something. That's like you know, that's black people problem. That type of shit. Instead you of know, everybody being mad. If a if a if a black person does get shot by a cop, you'll have white people. Man, excuse me. You'll have oh, black yeah. people who will, who will say, "Well, we're killing each other, so why does it matter?" Right. I mean, we're, we're not even right. unified on that. Right. Exactly. Um, and I agree. But that's the that's that's what I'm saying. I'm giving credit to your statement about them being unified. But I was just saying that they technically are not a minority because if you add them all up together, as black, as white, as Latino, and multiple other cultures, that. Shit, man! I I don't I, I know it's still it's a minority up. compared compared to heterosexuals, and then uh, when you look at black, I don't know. Well, you I don't know because people, if you if you black say people, we have we have all this um, uh, impact on um, consumer goods, we buy a majority right. of products and services than anybody in the nation, despite being a minority. So we have right. the power to withdraw that, but we won't even do that because we want what we want. So we right, have a lot right. more power than what we we yeah, act yeah, like we, we have, gotta, but we, we just we a, choose to live in our own bubble. Right, but but you know, but you know, um, <laughs> but like I say, you know, I, I think that that you know they speak as one voice, and with everything else, you know, one thing that I take a lot of offense to, I'm not, you know, I've never been in the military, or nothing like that, but I know uh, Bobby comes on the show, he's. Uh, you know, military might be even a veteran. I know Boom Boom is a veteran and stuff like that. But uh, um, you know, whenever they talk about a patriot and all that type of shit, it's always this white dude. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's just like you know. I think that America as a whole would improve if everybody would just embrace everybody as Americans. You know, you know, like. If you're in the military, everybody in the military, you know, it don't matter. You know, you got you got uh, Puerto Ricans that's dope on landmines and shit back in Vietnam, but if it's ever some kind of Memorial Day tribute, and it's nothing to get white people whatsoever. I ain't even saying it like that, but it's always one-sided. And I think the, the one thing about the LGBT community is that they never distinguished a, the look of an LGBT person as being one person, they they unify, and that's something that I can say that they did that no other part of America has done. You know, everything else is is you know if you say a uh, a uh, a uh, 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 New York firefighter, it's always going to be some Irish guy. If you know, like like there's no other cultures that's firefighters in New York. You know, what I'm just saying it's like. Everybody has these groups, but with the LGBT, they unified. It's just like it might be a white dude talking, it might be a black dude talking. I mean, and talking. that's true. 
but know. we got so we do have a bunch of different groups of blacks. We got light skinned blacks, dark skinned blacks, natural hair blacks, single baby mama blacks, no, working I'm, class I'm blacks. I'm not even just talking about black hood people. I'm talking blacks, about hood rich blacks, I'm talking about bougie blacks, everybody. gay blacks, stud blacks. I mean, I'm talking about white people too. I'm talking about everybody. I'm saying everybody got groups. Itself, LGBT, well, they unified. Well, I, 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 I do believe they people, were unified got, on this. I do believe they were unified the, on this, but there is there is racism in, in, in the LGBT community. Now, of course, we don't hear about it because we don't like, you know, heterosexuals don't like to talk about gay people. But they do have racism in the LGBT community. Um, but right now, they are on a unified front. But wait, wait till now that they're equal, watch and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. It's gonna be like it's gonna be like everybody else. It's gonna be separation, like that. Uh, I, like that. Uh, like that dude that got mad on that. Uh, I think it one of the comments I made already made. Who that Harriet Thugman was on oh, there? Oh yeah, Harriet Thugman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We was talking about. Uh, he called her a dude. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I I'm trying to. Well, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh. But I know we was talking about. Uh, I, I know I got offended when she was talking about something. I said it's not the same as civil rights because you can't help what you was born. You know, somebody right. discriminates against a woman, you a woman. You born a woman. If somebody discriminates against a black or Asian or whatever, that's how you born. But anything you can't that hide you it. can, you anything that you can say. Well, look, man. Unless you're Rachel Dolezal. Yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm a change up and. You know, and uh, let my beard grow a little bit just to get this job. Then I go back to do this and that. But, you know, nobody can, you know, you can't mm-hmm. change every, you know, if you can't change it, then it's not the same. And, you know, they got pissed off, but it was true. So, yeah, I remember her getting hot behind that. But that was a yeah. pretty good show. That was a very popular that was, show. Yeah. And matter of fact, <laughs> I remember that was the show that uh, your memory better than mine. Shit, I think you got more more hits or something. Yeah, at the well, time, I mean, that it, was it my might have been beat since show. then, but I know that shit just like got a lot of uh, something. Yeah, listen, um, something. So yeah, but since then, um, the show we did on politics that I know me and Buck carry most of the show. That's I think the most popular one so far. And then the one with um, Alexis K. Tyler was really popular too. Yeah. But all right, we'll go ahead and get into our final thoughts. So if you have any final words on that, you can hit that up. We'll also talk about. Both valedictorian topics, even though Chris only wanted to talk about one at the time. And um, <laughs> May-November relationships. Um, and if you want to talk about the side chick that was suing for $2 million. Whatever you want to hit on. And, Buck, I'll start with you, sir. Great show, as always. I mean, we we hit on some, you know, some very different topics tonight. And, they, you know, we all have some good things to say about these things. And, you know... It's just really good to, you know, talk about these because there's a lot of things that we're hitting on. A lot of people just don't, just not willing to talk about them. We're talking about them, and that's what makes this show unique and different. Um, as far as the, you know, LGBT community, I think some of the other minorities need to start paying attention to what they what they've done, especially us as a group, to try to be more unified. We ain't going to get shit done until we start being more unified, and that's going to be easier said than done. Um, we have a lot of things we got to try to do to make, you know, make things different. And uh, But we got to start looking at them in, in the mirror first 
and that's that's probably going to be the hardest part of that. But it's it's just high time that we need to. And if we expect to get certain things done, we're going to have to be unified. We're going to have to stand together. I mean, that's the reason why we got things accomplished in the first place, and we're going to have to get back to that. And if we don't get back to it, you know, we ain't going to never have anything. So, but, you know, that's how they, you know, that's how they did, so that's how we're going to have to do Um, As far as the the uh, lady that was, um, you know, working and working for the other guy and helping him out and getting him rid of the lawsuit for $3 million, you know, she may be, you know, like I said earlier, she may be uh, entitled to something. First of all, she's working for him, so she's got to be entitled to something. Now, like I said, I don't think $2 million is something that she, need, that she needs, but um, – Probably some compensations in order, but not two million dollars. I'll say that much. Um, pretty much other than that, that's about the only ones I really wanted to hit on. But uh, okay. everybody have a good night and uh, have a great fourth. Uh, you know, it's going to be pretty good. You know, pretty good holiday celebration. I mean, and celebrating the bicentennial of the country. And you know, I will say this: speaking of the country. I mean, I think, you know, we need to kind of get back to basics as far as, you know, a unified country as well. It shouldn't take natural disasters or or tragedies to make us come together as one. Uh, this country has kind of lost sight of that. Uh, we have to wait till a tragedy or a disaster or something like that to come together. Uh, there was a story on Facebook today that I thought was pretty cool. This guy was walking through... Uh, this happened last year. Um, guy did a lot of different things through the uh, neighborhood that he lived in. I think he lived in Texas. Um, he developed leukemia, and he used to walk his three dogs. Well, one lady was paying attention to him one day, and uh, it was getting harder and harder to for him to walk his dogs. So the lady put a chair out there in, in, the, in the front yard. Um, and then she put his name on it, and for anybody else that's in need of rest. So the entire neighborhood put chairs out along his route where he walked the dogs and you know people were coming through the neighborhoods and things of that nature and they really like you know they were trying to figure out what all these chairs were for and they saw it and people that put the chairs out they actually brought the chair out and talked to him when he stopped through um you know while he's walking his dogs the moral to all of this is that is what i'm saying we have to give back some some way somehow um, it's the little things that are, are, that are most important. Um, it may it may not seem like it meant anything to anybody else, but it meant a lot to this guy. This guy he, he died at 64 years old. Um, he just he did pass away. But the the moral to the story is, if we do little things like that for others, you'll always get it back, double, you know, trifold. So, you know, this country needs to get back to those type of things. And I think if we do those things. This country would be a whole lot better. So, just a little bit of food for thought for the holiday weekend. Let's celebrate it for what for the right reasons are. I mean, we can have fun and do fireworks and cookouts and things of that nature. But if you see somebody that's less fortunate than you, you know, you should you know, put your, you know, put something out there for them to kind of help them out or invite somebody over that's less fortunate than you are and those types of things. And that's how you get your blessings. So, just a little food for thought. Okay. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. 
And Eminem, I'll go to you next. All right, man. Uh, you know, great show as always. I, I never reference anything I'm on as good. It's always got to be great if I'm on the motherfucker. But uh, <laughs> uh, I, I hate I missed the May to November part. What was that like? Uh, people to break up around like December. Oh no, no, no. That has the May represents people who are in the springtime of their life, younger people, and the November represents people who are coming to the end of their life. You know, towards oh, the winter. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. Yeah, so younger people, older people, dating. Oh, yeah, okay. So I did address that. Yeah, like I say, man, you know, you know, for the most part, you know, uh, with me, everything is pretty much caveman. You know, to me, it don't look right with a old chick with a young dude. But, you know, but, uh, you know, one time, uh, you know, an older guy with a young girl, I mean, that was like the norm and shit. Because the thing was, when the girl left the the farm or the the dairy or whatever the fuck she was on, she had to be taken care of. So that's that's how all that shit started. It really wasn't perversion. It was just the way it was, you know. Uh, guys that were older normally knew how to handle their money a little bit better than somebody that was the same age as the girl and, you know, still young and making dumb mistakes. So that's how that originated. Then it got turned to other things. But, uh, you know. Keep it tender and juicy like steaks, you know what I'm saying? You'd be all right. You'd be happy like that. Uh, uh, you know, this. You know, it's like I say, a lot of changes going on and everything, but uh, uh, but I just hope that uh, now that, you know, you know, people now can actually marry whomever they love or, you know, all that kind of stuff, uh, I just hope that, you know, the people who, are more traditional, I should say. Don't get lost in the shuffle and labeled as a certain way. But if a man, you know, five years from now, you know, make a comment like, you know, he hope his son is the jock of the football team and is who dates the, you know, the head cheerleader or whatever, kind of like a throwback to Greece or something like that, you won't be through in some kind of category like you some kind of, racist and all this shit. You know, I'm I'm just saying I hope they don't just totally dissect heterosexualism to the point where it's just like, you know, you can't open your mouth. But like I say, I take this shit to my grave, you know. Um uh, uh you know, I want I want my boys, you know, you know, hitting pussy and once they married <laughs> I want my, you know, girls, you know, being with their husband or whatever. But, and uh, that shit ain't changing. The same thing with my grands, great grands. So, you know, they ain't never going to change. And, you know, I hope people can respect that as, you know, as, 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 as a, you know, as a preference, uh, the way other stuff is a preference. You know, hopefully it won't get just, just overrun with this bullshit. Um, and, um, you know, but the 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 dating game is so messed up that you know, like I say, man, uh, you know, I'm gonna leave you with this, like I always do. You turn on that filter, you clear it up, you straighten it out. You know, everything will be all right. And as far as education goes, take away the word valedictorian if it's no longer going to mean valedictorian. Valedictory means you have valor. You have 
been verified to be number one. And if you have dick anywhere in your definition, that means you are dominant. <laughs> you know. So. so that's the way I look at that shit, man. <laughs> All right, I appreciate that, Eminem. And Crystal, <laughs> shut it down for me, please. <laughs> okay. Well, um okay, um following dick <laughs> is um it's a hard thing to follow. Very uh, hard. Unintended. <laughs> it's hard to follow that, ain't but it? Anyway. Now you see how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well anyway, I would say um um, regarding, okay, I wrote my stuff down. Where did it go? Okay, here it is. No, that is so cool. I did write it down. Um, uh, May and December. May, May, and, um, December uh, relationships. I am definitely all for, <laughs> um, especially as far as women are concerned, especially today in today's times, where there are more women who are, um in their late 30s and 40s who may not have ever gotten married or had children and who are looking to and they've you know they there are more women who have done their career and they focused in on that just like guys have done and now they are at a certain age where they look up and they go oh okay I want to get married and um of course, it's very hard to marry a man who is in the same age range in their 40s because nine times out of ten, they are A, if they're single. They're divorced, which is bad. They are um, now in their range of being players because I had the marriage, I had the the children, so now I'm just, you know in my Camaro or whatever. Right. <laughs> and I'm just, you know, you know, whatever, my sports car, and I'm just, you know, hitting up all the chicks or I'm whatever. I'm riding around so, and I'm getting it. <laughs> I'm getting right. it. So you are, you don't want them. Those are the worst. But those are the guys that a lot of women in their 40s or late 30s have to choose from, these guys who are coming out of long-term relationships or marriages and families and so now they just want to party. But hello, if I want to party with somebody who thinks they're 20, I want someone who's actually 20. So that way, if he's being stupid and acting like a kid, I can say, well, he's only 26. So, of course, he acts like a kid. So that's okay. And I can always say my famous line is, if you weren't fine, I wouldn't even fuck with you. And a lot of times, <laughs> if they're young, they're fine. And um, and guys who may be fine, but they may be older or your age or whatever, they don't get that reference. You know, they don't like it. So anyway, um, and nine times out of ten, they don't want to be with you anyway. Because, you know, a.k.a. you're not that tender, although most women <laughs> peak at our age. They peak at this age. We are ready, you know. That is for some reason it's backwards. So, at, at, you know, when you get into your late thirties and forties, you are peaking. So anyway, um, so I'm all for it. But I'm not attracted to guys my age anyway. So whatever, it don't matter. Uh, 
Um, as far as uh, the gay graduation, like I said before, um, that was something that the principal should have done anyway. He was following rules and regulations of that time. Of course, that's probably going to change. A lot of those people in the audience um, come another 10 years are not going to be offended by anything someone says at that point. So it's just, you know, we're right on the cusp now of people who are kind of weaning themselves out, who um, who don't agree, who don't believe, who don't whatever. So those people are, are dying off anyway. So in another 10 to 20 years, this kind of a topic of someone coming out, actually, they won't even have to come out at something like this because it will be something that they'll freely be able to discuss with their family and friends anyway. Mm-hmm. So it won't be an, it won't be an issue. Um let's see, same sex marriages I I, I made my my speech <laughs> before. Yeah. And um and I again I agree with it and and all that. So um good show and I look forward to next week. Thank you very much and uh, um, on um, on Facebook, Sweetie done chimed in on the May this November thing, and she said her mother was 22 years younger than her stepdad. Everything was fine until he was ready to retire, and she was just gearing up to start her career. So yeah, I can see how that can be kind of like off time, little, off the timing a little bit. And um, also, I wanted that um, I um, view the I'm going to be spotlighted for her show. So I'm excited about that. And how long did we talk, Crystal? Was it 20, 30 minutes? Um, you're breaking Crystal? up. But um, we... I'm sorry. Yeah, you were breaking up a little bit. I but, no, we talked... Oh. I know. <laughs> yeah, I was asking we, how we he was talk talking about your show. Yeah, we... Um, he came on to my, um, one of my segments of the show called The Spotlight. And um, I was honored to have the famous Q come on to the show. So uh, we'll hear that on Monday, this coming up Monday at 7 p.m. Um, nice. So I'm really excited for everybody to hear that. Excellent. Mm. All right, am I still breaking up? Yes. I'm not as bad, yeah. but a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, I've been on the air too long. All right, I'll try this. Hopefully, I'm not working on now. Am I good? Now you're echoing. Now you're echoing. You sound like Keith Sweat on the on the video. Oh, ain't one thing. It's coming out from the dark. Okay, coming out of the dark. There you go. No echo now, right? Right. Now it's just now it's just muffled. but It's clear though. It's clear. Yeah, yeah. This is this is this is a different connection, but uh, yeah, but I definitely appreciate. Um, the opportunity of being in the spotlight, Crystal. We, uh, you know, talked about the show, talked a little bit about me, and it was it was cool. I enjoyed the conversation, and I look forward to hearing it. I might once I hear it, I might be like, okay, I sound stupid, but uh, I don't know. It was fun when I did it. And one more thing, I want to bring up, if if you all have a few more minutes, um, sure. Um, another black church got burned down tonight. Mount Zion AME Church in Greeleyville, South Carolina, was set on fire tonight, 20 years after it was burned down by the KKK back in 1995. This is seventh church, black church, to be burned down within the last 
week or so. Um, I, I mean, this is like a serious problem right now. And, uh, Crystal, what do you think about it, and how are we going to address this? Because ISIS, ISIS is not burning down churches. Right. ISIS doesn't give a fuck about that because they have a completely different agenda and has nothing to do with the inner workings of America's little inner wars. Um, you know, what can we do about it? Well, this is obviously a copycat and um, a feeling that this is what they want to do. You would think that after 60 years or more, they would have moved up from burning churches and moved up to something else. But you know, they're still stuck in that age. Uh, what can we do about it? Well, definitely we can start prosecuting people um, and we can offer the death penalty if that's actually um, a deterrent for, pe- for for those people. And maybe if we can get some of those law enforcement agencies out of those little militias that are going on in the woods, then then maybe things will change. You know, I think a lot of that comes from people being able to do what they want simply because they know that they're not going to be prosecuted or that they they may not get caught or that the guy sitting next to them in their little meetings is also a sheriff, you know, or a deputy or whatever. So I think a, I think a lot of this, quite frankly, and, and I may sound totally pessimistic, but I think a lot of this just these people just have to die off. I think we're going to have to live another fifty years until the generations die off, quite frankly. Uh, maybe even a hundred yeah. before we start um, paying attention to more important things besides, you know, racism and inner wars that we have within each other. So. Yeah. Yeah, at some point we got to make something happen when it comes to this. Uh, Eminem, what's your take on it, man? Well, uh, you know, uh, Crystal hit the nail on the head as far as uh, the small town dynamic. And you notice it's always a church because the cowards is, you know, they talk all that bullshit, but they don't want to go to war. They don't want to bring the shit where people don't give a damn, don't even go to church or nothing. And, and, you know, we got the same shit you hitting us with. We're going to pull our shit out, too. You know, they, they pick on the meat. They pick on the, the sheep and all that. But, uh, uh, well, number one, the uh, uh, you know, it, it, it's got to be addressed as a problem. You know, it's like, uh, you know, too many times when something happens, well, you know, since the topic is, you know, the black churches or whatever or, or, or something racial or whatever, you know, instead of addressing the issue, then everybody, you know, we look at like, okay, you know, two niggas shot each other over some uh, some liquor or something tonight in Detroit or Jackson or New Orleans. That ain't the time to talk about the shit, you know. It's right. Like, the referendum should address what it is. We should, you know, stand as one and say, hey, look, you know, this ain't nineteen, you know, fifty five, you know, let's get these motherfuckers. We we know the sheriff and all these people in on it. Prosecute these jokers to the fullest extent of the law. Uh the gays have their rights, so let's make domestic terrorism a real issue and start prosecuting people under those statutes and you'll see a difference. It's almost like when 
America was afraid the mafia was going to take over. Then they came up with the RICO statues. So uh-huh. now you're getting people on charges for commands they sent out. Well, they used to be like, well, hey, you know, my underlings did the killing. I didn't. So then they start putting them murders on your ass. You start seeing that shit. It ain't going to never go away, but it died down. So if 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 uh, these acts are listed as domestic terrorism, you'll see a change because domestic terrorism brings in entities other than just this little local boss hog sheriff department to say, yeah, this boy hung himself and he must have been having problems. And you're looking around and the deputy, the one that did the shit. Yeah, you, you put them, them home. You, you put that domestic terrorism, now you got everybody in on this shit, on the federal level and everything else, and people be scared to do some shit like that. But as long as it's just like, well, you know, you know, we'll just pray about it and and then, uh, you know, instead of unifying on it as, as rage, you know, everybody say, well, you know, uh, you know, like I say, you know, hell, you know, a crip shot of blood tonight in L.A. and all this shit, you know, just kind of diverting the, the topic, then, you know, it's, it's not going to change. So them two things got to happen. We got to address it as an issue, as a race, and then America has to label the fucking clan the way it should have been always been labeled as domestic terrorists. The same way this son of a bitch that blew up the, the Boston Marathon people, the same way they got them motherfuckers and they use every camera in the world to find their ass, that's the same shit they need to put on these little redneck motherfuckers doing this shit. So Okay. That's my opinion. That's a very interesting take. I like what you said about getting it taken care of on the federal level to get the uh, good old boys out of it. Uh, that's a very good point, sir. And uh, that's why it should be labeled as it is domestic terrorism. That's exactly what it is. And, um, you know, Fox News don't want to call it that. They call the seventh church being being um, burned in the last couple of weeks an isolated incident. Seven isolated incidents, Fox News. Um, that's but, bullshit. <laughs> I, I mean, that's bullshit. But, you know, black people are on edge, okay? Things are a lot different than, you know, five, ten years ago. And, I mean, we're to the point now where, and, again, I don't want anyone to say that I'm advocating this because I'm mentioning it on the show, but if you're a Klansman and you have one of your little marches or rallies, somebody might take a shot at you. This is true. I mean, it's very true, but, you know, the Eminem and Crystal spoke so eloquently, and they made a lot of good points. But I think another thing that we got to do, and which I think is going to be a most most important to this, I think Eminem really hit it when he said you need to label it, you know, domestic terrorism. But we need to unify ourselves to make to get these changes made. We're not unified as a race, so how in the hell are we going to get anything changed if we're not unified? You know, we have to take a stance. I mean, we've had people die to get us to this point. And, you know, the last person that really led us in anything was Martin Luther King. We have not picked that damn torch up that he left here for us to pick up to carry That's on the his legacy. That they're using to burn down the church. <laughs> the rednecks picked it up. But the bottom line of it is we need to pick it up. So, therefore, we we need to pick it up and be unified. So if we're unified and we can get these t- changes made, we don't need to go out and be violent. We need and 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 
riot and all that kind of shit. We ain't going to never get nothing to cover and steal shit and all that. I mean, that's, you know, theoretically, that's what they really wanted to do in the first place. But if we show a unified group that's got some sense, some good old common sense, and we fight for what we would believe in, like Martin Luther King did, that would that would probably do it better more than anything else other than, you know, labeling that being, you know, domestic terrorism. We need to stand together as a as a race, and we need to stop putting each other down and all that kind of shit. We need to look in the mirror, stand for what's right, and make the thing you know make things happen. And when we do those types of things, I mean, if gays can fight for marriage, then we can fight for equality, and that's what we need to damn sure do. So I mean, we got to start somewhere, and I think that those things need to be done. I mean, everything that was said in this particular you know for, on this particular issue. All those things need to be done, and we need to do all of those things to make it happen. No doubt. No doubt. But we have to find out who is burning down these black churches. And uh, people need to also know their history because things are happening on, like, the anniversary of certain dates. So it might help to know the history of your church to try to figure out if something's being targeted. Uh, And it's a shame. I mean, I, I went to church Sunday, and I didn't have my head on a swivel or anything, but, you know, I did pay attention. But uh, it's a shame that, you know, and I think the reason that they target churches is because that's normally the one place that black black people feel safe. And when you burn down a church or when you shoot up a church, that just takes, like, basically all your security away. So that's, that's a terrorist move. That's a straight terrorist move. And it's a shame that these cowards are doing it. And so... If you have to do something under the the cover of a mask, under the dark of night, and all that stuff, then you're just a coward. You know, that's just all there is to it. Now, if you want to impress somebody, then put your hoods on, go into the hood, and go to war with some of these Crips and Bloods or whatever. Now, you'll probably get a lot more respect, even as racist, than what you're getting now. But, all right, <laughs> go ahead. And wrap it's it's up. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, man. That's all right there, though. But <laughs> I appreciate you all hanging out with me for uh, a late-night edition. It's not often that Crystal's on this late because we're normally talking zone coverage if we're on this late. So props to Crystal for staying up for the show. Uh, no problem. I'm already up. We weren't, talk- we, yeah, we weren't talking about the Detroit Lions, so that's the reason why you stayed on. Hey, hey yep. bro, so the, 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 the thoughts of that prosthetic. Keeping her up, right? Yep. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. I'm going to let you live that one down, Crystal. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. You can't leave it down. It never goes down. It never <laughs> goes down. It's always up. Prosthetic. <laughs> okay. 72. 72. I mean, so is, it, is it detachable? or I mean, if not, you definitely have to have tilt steering. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, my thanks to that Liquid note. Life Diet Drops, mall-4-all.com, <laughs> and Lucifer for sponsoring tonight's show. Uh, thanks to the Daily Screen by Will Roberts that I'm going to play in just a minute. Thanks to my show legends, callers, tweet chatters for participating on tonight's show. The upcoming show, show schedule can be found at TalkToQ.com. If you want to hear previous shows, then subscribe to iTunes and Stitcher Radio and get caught up. Everyone have a good night. 
peace out. I will talk to you next Tuesday. Buck, I will talk to you tomorrow. Enjoy the Daily Scream. I'm Will Robertson. This is the Daily Scream. Ah, here we go. Headlines. Obama comes out about gay marriage. I'll skip the puns and leave that to your imagination. But it's official. The Supreme Court this whole week has done enough for the American voter to justify all those recesses they take. That's a lot. And the big news, gay marriage, which has been a relationship with our government that has been rocky at best, has now kissed and made up. And as a Californian, I've been following this on-off, on-off, it's okay, it's not okay thing for a while. And the politicians have been doing what is called a head fake to folks of alternative lifestyle, and it's gone on long enough. So in this monumental ruling, the Supreme Court says it's okay to be gay and be married in all 50 states. Which is probably causing an awful lot of folks on the opposite side to take a trip to the state of confusion. However, let's look at this from the other side. The side that says, we don't have enough jobs, we don't manufacture things anymore, and ponder this. If you don't think the wave of weddings, parties, decor, wedding gifts, and brand new reality shows won't create all those things you think our country is lacking, I urge you to sit back and watch this fine group of folks turn the economy around. I'd even say we might be able to pay off the national debt in two months. See, my knowledge of this subject is based upon working in entertainment for 25 years, which has allowed me to be able to point out the protesters in a crowd on TV by first name. Rest assured, no one gives better parties than my gay and lesbian friends. And that, folks, translates into happy, big spenders. Oh, yeah, and an awful lot of color. Get my cartoons at willsays.com. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? Because you got a problem with me, you can have your phone up, baby. I don't care about it. What's your assistance up, Call it, go ahead. Let me thank you for having me on your show. 